We are on Tehillim, Mizmor Yudchet. So Mizmor Yudchet is a very, very, very uh, famous Mizmor. It's an interesting Mizmor for one very, very important reason. It is, first of all, it is called Shirat David, the Song of David. You know how in uh, the book of Shofetim, we saw the Shirat Devorah, mm-hmm. Song of Devorah? Mm-hmm. So in the book of Shemuel, Shemuel Bet, chapter 22, you have what's called the Shirat David. Now, why am I saying that? Because Shirat David, that's in the book of Shemuel, with some minor modifications, is once again the same, the same as Mizmor 18. Yes, I know, because we read it in the Aftarah. Right. Ah, interesting. Okay. So, so now what is this means? What is this Shirat David? What, what is it about? What's the story behind it? So it is tucked away at the end of Shemuel Bet, which is the end of David's reign, which is the the, pe- <coughs> the peak of David's reign when all of his enemies had already fallen away and he had consolidated his power over the throne. It is a few chapters after the death of his son Avshalom, which was like probably the last major uh, issue that David faced in his life. So the the story is actually brought down by the Abarbanel. He explains that what happened is as follows, that this song, Shirat David, David had composed throughout his life. And then the book of Shemuel, you have the version of the, of the song of David, which he did in his youth, which he sang for himself whenever he was saved from some calamity, when he needed to thank God for something, he would use, that he shirat. Would use this Shirat. Now, when he got older, the Abarbanel says, he made minor modifications to the song and put it in the, and it ended up finding its way into the Tehillim to make it more applicable to the masses so that it could become it could become a song that everybody could use to thank God in their times of, of relief from distress okay so the major the major point of this of this mismor of mismor 18 is going to be that that it's a song of of it's more of a happy song it was his version of Nishmat. Maybe. David's Melech of Nishmat. It's a happy song of thanksgiving. And it's not as, it's not as dark as some of the other Mismorim that we saw that he says, I, Please, Hashem, answer my tefillot for I am in a place of darkness. Please, Hashem. Please, Hashem. It's yeah, more. Yeah, it's he, more went, he passed that. He uh, passed those difficulties. And now he's saying, wow, I suck to Hashem. And he took care of me. Right. How often, <laughs> how often does he make reference to himself like this? I think this is. I'm not sure if how many are in Tehillim, but it um, it's not common. And he's feeling good about himself that he's making reference. Yeah, to yeah. Because he's, who else is described as Eved Adonai? He's telling the musicians. The musicians. described as Eved Adonai. Yehoshua described as Eved Adonai. Abraham, Yaakov, all of them are described as Eved Adonai. And in fact, the Raddak, I think, has a commentary on what it means to be Ebed Adonai. He talks about it at the beginning of the book of, Sho- of Yoshua, when Yoshua is described as Ebed Adonai, and he says that it means someone who is completely, completely devoted to the will of God under any circumstance, does not care for his own good or for his own benefit or for his own reward, and just wants to serve true God servant. with true truth. Servant. He's not joyous over any type of a significant accomplishment. He's joyous over the fact that he sees that his... He was successful in his emunah and bitachon. No, I think overall the mizmor is more about his his overcoming, thanking God for overcoming all his enemies, which is the issue in a lot of other mizmorim that he's that he's praying for. So this is like the flip side of a lot of the mizmorim that we've seen. Now, is he joyful about the fact that he 
stuck with God? Yes, you're going to see that in the Mizmor, for sure. Is that the only thing he's joyful about? No, I think there's more to it. So this is going to be the first Mizmor that we're not going to be able to finish in one day. It's 50 plus Pesukim. So maybe two or three days it's going to take us. Um, so in terms of the podcast, I'll just do it as day one, day two, or, or part yeah. one, part well, two. Part we are still three. young. We can still handle this. Yeah, okay. Pasuk Aleph. To the chief musician for the servant, by the servant of God, Lidavid, for David or by David. Asher Diber Ladonai, who spoke to God, or who spoke the words to Hashem, et divrei Ashir Hazot, the words of the song, beyom itzil Ladonai oto, mikaf kol oyevav umiyad shaul, on the day that God saved him from the hands of all of his, from the palms of all of his enemies, and from the hand of Shaul. Why is Shaul, why is Shaul designated separately here? Because... Shaul is the main one Because Shaul Now whenever David is fighting his other enemies He's already a king when He's fighting off Shalom He's already a king He has a following When he's fighting Shaul He was not a king He's yet. fighting against the king yes. and He's being chased by the king It's a big deal okay? we're, already, we're already seeing In our, in our Shemuel uh, In our Navi podcast right? We're already seeing The The king wanted to fight The king wanted to, His we're, son to become Jonathan to become the king Not uh, No for, uh, Yeah but we didn't get up to that yet We're already seeing Shaul's like kind of losing it in, in Shemuel It's very interesting If you follow the, the sensitivity with which the Tanakh Takes care of the psychological state of the people And it portrays the psychological state of the people It's very interesting But So if you're following the Navi podcast You already see that Shaul is not He's losing his grip a little And he's starting to lose favor of a lot of A lot of even Yonatan doesn't uh, admire him as, it, as he once did Okay By Yomar So David says Pasuk Bet I will love you, or I do love you, Hashem, who is the source of my strength. Chizki, the one who is my strength. Like Chazak, right? Now, where, why does Erchomcha mean uh, uh, love? I love you, Hashem, my strength. Why does it, what does Rachamim mean? Typically, mercy. 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 So what does it have to do with love? <laughs> so, so... The reason you translate it as I love you is because in, in, um, it wouldn't make sense to say I have mercy on you, Hashem. Because that's like blasphemous practically. Well, practic- practic- so you have to look for the other interpretation of Erchomcha. If you look at the Aramaic of Erchomcha, Tircham means to love. So whenever you, if you look at the Shema Israel in the Torah, if you look at Targum Munkelos, on the Ahavta, it's Virachim Yat Adonai Lohecha, something like that. It's and you will love... You will love Hashem your God. So all of the commentaries say that Beracham here yeah, is a form of love. It's the Aramaic word for love. Okay, Pasuk Gimel. Adonai sal'ayim sudati umfalti eli tsuriya hesebo magini bekeren ishi miskabi. There's a lot of E's in there. What's going on? What's that Pasuk saying? <laughs> David in the most flowery and beautiful poetic language he's, is he's, praising God well, yes, of all for God's what? What qualities. specifically is he praying? Not oh. all of his qualities. For one specific def- quality. Defense. He's, for the fact that he protects yes, and, yes. and defends David. Yes. Okay? So Adonai Salai. What is Selah? What is Selah? Selah is a rock. It's a stone. It's a stone that you hide behind when uh, an enemy is uh, trying to attack you and is shooting the arrows at you. So yes. you hide behind the stone so none of the arrows hit you. Umtsudati. What is a Mitsuda? Mitsuda is a fortress. It's wow. built. It's a built fortress. Umfalti. What is, uh, what's, what is a pilita or what is a um, palit? Palit is a refuge or a refugee. So umfalti is the one who helps me be a refugee as opposed to be, be killed. Right? The one who helps me survive war. Eli tsuri e hasebo. Tsuri e hasebo. What is a tsur? 
Tzur is very similar to Sela. It's also a rock. The difference, uh, Tzur could be a little bit bigger. I don't know. There's a different, uh, it's not exactly clear the difference between Tzur and Sela. Okay? Echesebo, the one that I take refuge in. Magini, what is Magin? What is Magin? My shield. My shield. You're my shield. The Keren Yish'i. What is Keren Yish'i? The horn of my salvation. Now, why is horn connected to salvation? I think of two reasons. I mean, one of them is my own, which I didn't also, read anywhere. When, when but you win the war, because when you win the war, you, you blow, blow the horns. horns. That's yeah, a sign of salvation, a sign of success. But the other one is kiren, is what the animal uses to to gore the other other animal, the other ox or the other whatever it is, and for that reason, it represents strength. So he's the strength of my salvation, right? Miskabi, and what is miskabi? Misgav is something high that is also used for stronghold and for protection. So all of these words are descriptions of God, very beautiful flowery language of God protecting David HaMelech. Okay, next, Pasuk Dalet. I call out in praise to God, I, call, I praise Hashem, and when I praise God, I am protect, I am saved. I'm saved from my enemies. How does Ivashaya mean to be saved? Vayosha, exactly. It's the same word as Vayosha, and he saved God, uh, he saved the Bene Israel on that day from Egypt. Okay? Pasuk 5. Afafuni hevle mavet venachale veliali vaatuni. Afafuni hevle mavet. The cords of death are surrounding me. Venachale veliali vaatuni. And the floods of wickedness are, are scaring me, are making me fear. So he's saying. In a time when I was being surrounded by cords of death and they're trying to pull me down and kill me or the streams of wickedness were trying to wash me away or, or they're scaring me. In those times, when the cords of the depths were tying around me, imagine like a person is in the ground and he's tied down by cords and they're pulling him down into the ground, into his grave. Okay? When the... The snares, like the traps of death, were in front of me, or were 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 trying to were like it, it took me by surprise before me. Pasuk zayin, but sadly, when all of this happened, when I was in distress, ekra Adonai, I called out to Hashem, Vel Elohai Ashaveya, and to my God, what is Ashaveya? How does it, did we see that word already today? No, it's not. That's, how, that's what I was asking. Ashaveya <laughs> is like Shavaat Anim. Shavaat Anim is like the cry of the Anim. So unlike Vayosha, which means to save, like from the word Yeshua, this is from Shavaat. Uh, okay. So so um, so I called. I cried out to Hashem. Yishma me halokoli. He heard from his abode my voice. V'shavaati lefanav tavo beoznai beoznav. And my cry came before him and it came to his ears. So when David was in distress, he called out to Hashem and Hashem listened. The line, the and now, clear. now, what is going to happen? Because this is a happy song, right? We're not dwelling on yes. the difficulty, the distress. That David mentioned, he had it, but he already said that God answered him. Now we're going to go into God's response because it's a song of praise and joy. So we're going into God's deliverance here. So for the next few psukim, it's going to show how God came to David's uh, defense But it's, do, it's going to do it In an extremely poetic way And it's going to show How as God is approaching To save David It's going to tell you That the entire world shook 
and all the of the na- all of the all of the natural world was overcome by trembling before God who was approaching. So it's going to go through a lot of natural events that occurred as God is coming from his abode and is coming down to save David. So it's beautiful. Meaning it could have just said it in one pasuk. And God came down and he took David. No, he Instead, it does it in Tensukim and it describes the process of Boreolam coming down. What happens, when, what happens when, when, to the when natural Hashem world when the grandness of Boreolam is making his appearance? So we're making a grand appearance right now. So the next few Psukim are very, very poetic and they're all about natural events. Pasukhet. Batigash, batirash ha'aretz. And the earth shook and it quaked. Umosadeh harimir gazu. The foundations of the mountains trembled. And they shook because of God's anger. Because he's angry at whom? Angry at whom? At the, at the, ones who at the enemies yes, who are yes. tying David and putting yes. him and trying to get him to fall into the depths. Smoke arose from his nostrils. And a, and a consuming fire came from his mouth. Burning coals came from him. And then what does Hashem do? Pasuk Yud, Vayet Shamaim Vayerad. Then He tilts the heavens and He goes down. Va'arafel Tachat Raglav. And the, the cloud was uh, beneath His feet. So picture what's going on. God is trying to come down from the heavens. So He tilts the heavens like a slide. And He uses the clouds that are His creations under His feet. Now all of, this, all of these metaphors for God coming down have a second layer of meaning in that all of the features in the natural world God uses for his own devices. Meaning Correct. if God puts the cloud under his feet and uses them to come down, it's also another way of saying that anytime God wants to get something done, what does he use? The clouds, the natural world. Correct. So when God wants to affect something that he wants to be done, he will use the clouds to cause a weather event somewhere where he wants so a miracle. Like, yes, like the Mabul yes, yes. or to Makad Barad or to any, any Makad that would include some natural event. Purification. Okay. And he bent, oh sorry, and he mounted, mounted the Kiruv and he flew. Now what is a Kiruv? Kiruv is like the Kiruvim, right? Yes. It's like the, the angel the that God, like a kind of angel by, that God would by, use. By, by the Adam and Right. Now you want to hear something interesting. Didn't we just say that he used the clouds under his feet? So he's already riding on his clouds, no? So why does it say now that he's riding on a Kiruv? Maybe that's one layer below the clouds. So you could say maybe it's two different things. It's maybe he was riding on the Kiruv on top of the clouds. Or you could say that the messengers, the angels of God, the messengers that he uses for his devices, a.k.a. the Kiruvim, is also the same thing as the clouds. Meaning you could look at it from one perspective that oh, okay, okay. the cloud, uh, the, the Kiruv is an angel, or you could look at it that the clouds could be that also. are doing God's will are also, quote-unquote, angels. angels, or Kiruvim, that are going and doing God's will. Okay? They're Hashem's servants. They're exactly, they're, they're Hashem's servants. He rode on the Kiruv and he flew. Vayede al Kanferuach. And he soared by the wings of the wind. And he uses the, the wind's uh, force to fly. What does Vayede mean? How do we know what Vayede means? Vayede means to soar, to fly. But it's a very unique word. We don't see the word often, Vayede. So how would you know in this Pasuk? Because there, the Pasuk is two parts. Vayirkab al Kiruv vayaof. He flew. 
he soared on the on the on the wind. And if Vayede is parallel to Vayaof, what does what must Vayede mean? The same as Af, the same as Vayaof, the same as to fly. Mm-hmm. So Vayede means to fly also. Is it over here? It's uh it's in reference to uh in the curses. It's in the curses of Kitavo. Um, that they will be destroyed as swiftly oh, or something yeah, yeah, yeah. like that yeah. as uh, so kashe de, that the enemy will so take over you like the fast. like the fly like a bird will fly fast yeah okay uh, he engulfed his secret place with darkness sitro and around him is his shelter. The darkness of water and the thickness of clouds. What is this pasuk saying? Sitro is like in, like in, uh, in hiding. Sitro is sitter, yeah, his, his hidden place. What is God saying? What is it saying here? That God hides himself behind the thickness of clouds and the darkness of the night. And even those elements are things that God uses to his... You know, in, in his, uh, not in his defense, in his, in his means yes. to, to doing whatever he wants to do. Okay? And God, God, these are, and these are God hides scary. himself in the darkness and he hides himself in the, in the darkness of the dark waters and the darkness of a cloud. But, but also from the, from the light that comes from him, his, his uh, clouds, where is this? Hold on. His uh, his clouds move away. Okay, so from the the light that comes from him, his clouds move away. Barad ish, and also he can cause hail and uh, and coals a fire to come down together. Yeah, like we saw like we saw in Makat Barad. Okay, so a little bit of a difficult translation, but but. God hides himself in the darkness of a cloud, but he can also get the clouds to move and get them to go do his bidding, to go shower hail here, to shower coal here. He's saying what he's already been seen. Now, this is all still part of that long description yes. of God coming to save David. We haven't even gotten to the, so this is like, to the saving like, of David. A little bit of the Tema Kod, what, we, what, We're was seeing seen, what, was seen, what was seen already right, by the Exactly, by the what, we, what we see already nation. as the way God implements yes. his, uh, his yes. power. You know, we're describing that as part of his, just as the way he's described. Let's go back a few pesukim. This Arafel. Yeah. Is it making reference to something other than a regular cloud? Arafel is a thick cloud. You saw it. We, Arafel is um, when Moshe Rabbeinu goes up. Moshe nigash al Arafel. Asher Shama Elohim. When he went up to And the Moshe mountain. went up to the mountain into the dark cloud that their God was. That the God was. Uh, so Arafel is used. We see it, It's most famous for being used in the context of the cloud. By Harsinai. I'm wondering over here, like, is, is this reference of Targum over here by Arpila? Is that making reference to the Arafel? And then again, it says here by Ananay. Pasuk, where? Which Pasuk? It's, it's for you, Bet. Arpila is a dark cloud. Something is that his Sitro, his is, It says Choshech. No, Arpila is. Choshech is, 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 is what's being translated as Arpila. Oh. Um. um Sukato's Anane. Yeah, Sukato is his Anan, exactly. Let's see. 
See, the problem is the Targum in Nach is not a direct translation. It's a, it's a translation with Midrash. Um, not that it's a problem. I'm just saying it, <laughs> it makes it... It doesn't, it doesn't assist in no, translating. No, no, no. It's not. Unkelos, Unkelos, Unkelos is very consistent. He only sticks to the text. The, the Targumim, starting in the Navi, it's not the Targum in Kelos. And the Targum is not directly translating. It's, a, it's translate translation that. plus interpretation. Um, so we'll pause here. Okay, we'll continue. Well, we got up to Yudale, which is still a continuation of God's glory as he approaches uh, save to save and come and save the Baruch Adonai Lelam. Amen. 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 Amen.